0: How can you be part of a religious community that's straight up behind signs or sees it feels like The church is seems to be stuck in their ways is. when the rest of the culture so is moving. They keep trying to give answers, but they don't even know part the questions that question are not The church, church is the most and vocal, political voice against MMA. Some churches still don't want to claim that worship will be the actual leader. How can your story be good that in is from the majority the church I seems to be stuck to in their ways when the rest of the like, culture It seems like so news. much of the church Exclusive, is more with being a good anti-critical American, thinking, thinking, being a good homophobic, too narrow, judgmental, disconnected from what is truly happening in the real world. <sighs> the church needs therapy. Welcome to the newest episode of The Church Needs Therapy. Today is a different podcast. Because the question today that I'm answering or seeking to answer is this, what am I doing now? So instead of preparing an extremely detailed oriented teaching, I'm going to respond to a few questions that hopefully will be able to create the path and tease out the road that will allow me to answer these questions with more clarity and with more depth, because to begin with and to jump ahead, it's what am I doing now? I'm focusing a lot of my energy on spiritual direction with individuals. That means one-on-one guided sessions for people about clarity and about courage as they grow in their evolving relationship with God. That gives me a chance to connect with people from a distance, people who only know me from social media and Instagram, people who might know me from the podcast. This is a chance how I can for me to make myself available concretely for people who are really seeking and who are interested in doing one-on-one personal spiritual direction and guidance with me. So the spiritual direction, I'm focusing on some creative consulting out here in Hawaii, still writing, thankfully, which is a big part of my focus. I'm in the middle of my third book right now. And then I have some other things going on here in Hawaii. But here's the first question. Let me read this what are you actually doing now and how did you get here right what am i actually doing now and how did i get here how i got here in this transitional place is about 18 months ago which was actually almost exactly 18 months ago right now christine and i announced that we were closing down the church that we started and loved and led for almost a decade Six, Five or six months goes by, we had this last season, and then we actually close Imagine Down. So 18 months since we announced, 12 months since we actually closed Imagine Down. Now for me, the kinds of questions that have been shaping my discerning process, my time of resting and healing, my in-between space is, what does it look like for me to keep pastoring people after my role at our old church? How do I keep caring for people who don't always feel comfortable in or welcomed by conventional churches? How can I continue to serve people who are in churches, guide those who aren't in church, and hold space for my friends who may never ever go back to church, but still long for a deep and meaningful life with God, and even more broadly, a deep and meaningful life, period. And one of the great forms of clarity I've had since we closed down Imagine was how much I love pastoring people and how I just have this unrelenting drive to be a guide for other people's awakening. Right. That makes me think of the quote like, the spiritual teacher is just an alarm clock. And I'm quite comfortable with that. And I love that idea of you are a consistent presence and voice inviting people to wake up. Wake up to how free we can be. Wake up to how powerful we are. Wake up to how real God is. Wake up to how good and active and present God is woven into our life, inviting us forward into more joy, more peace, more freedom, more connection, etc. And I just have this unrelenting guide to continue to be that for people. I'd imagine the primary way I did that was was through pastoring a local church. But now, without the setting of a local church for me leading in it, my desire to to continue doing that remains. Like, that's a powerful thing I've spoken about in so many podcasts and still think about is the, the structure of your life can change, but the spirit remains the same, right? The forms of your life can change, but the flow... Remains the same. So even in such a massive transition of something you give almost a decade to, my life and the substance still feels the same of my desire to live deeply in Christ, to follow Jesus for the sake of others and to continue to be a guide for others. So yeah, that's a great clarity that I have. And, and to be honest for people where they're at, you know, on one level, I don't care what you believe about God right now. You know, I'm not overly concerned with your abstract beliefs about Jesus and God and how to put this together and there's other world religions and I'm deconstructing and changing. That's all real. And that's all a part of what it means to grow and evolve. But at a deeper level, I also know no matter what people believe, I know you desire peace. Peace. I know you want to believe in joy. I know you want to live a courageous life. I know you want your life to matter. And I want to help you and I want to help anyone pay attention to how the Spirit is inviting you further into all of that, even if you aren't sure there is a present Spirit doing it, right? That's a funny thing to say, but it's true. So I think for me and my time of rest, discerning, chilling, but then preparing myself for what's next. The funny thing is that everything I want to do is still the substance of what I did as a pastor, you know, with Imagine. It's just in a different setting. A part of how I see my life is before my role was in a specific congregation, I'm pastoring these people in this place in this time. And now it's like, my journey has taken me out into the wild, right? Metaphorically speaking, just outside of any barriers and boundaries, even while I still remain a Christian. But it's, I want to be able to do that for everybody, anywhere. All the time, I just thought of the movie Everything (laughs) Everywhere All at Once when I was saying that. But it's like my desire to do that for people is not limited to Christians in the church. It is desiring to become that guide, be that presence for anybody who is seeking more life ahead. Because, I mean, think about it. What do I, what was I doing in the, there's things in the role of a lead pastor I don't want to do and I suck at. And then I had to really grow into, you know, like organizational leadership, delegating that communication rolling things out always thinking of the future how's what we're doing now connected to the next six months and year that those type of entrepreneurial future oriented organizationally kind of brought together things like that's not a strength of mine it just isn't. I've grown in those areas which I'm grateful for but those aren't my strengths and the more energy I spend trying to be that point person, doing that, the less energy I have to give the substance of what I love and what I think is a gift for others. That substance is teaching, right? Listening and guiding people, leading people through sacred rites and rituals, creative consulting, you know, the ability, the creative consulting is My desire to look at creatives and leaders and business owners and artists and freelancers and to come alongside of them and be present to them, listen to them, help them gain clarity, encourage them in their journey, remind them of how important their work is so they can have the power and the courage to keep going. And it's like, I already did all these things organically in Imagine. So now it's just... Everything I was doing on a substantive level is decentralized and just given to people in broader ways. The teaching, will instead of sermons, the energy goes towards writing now. Spending time, hey, let's go grab coffee, let's go grab lunch. Listening and guiding people. Well, I still want to do that. That's, you know, continuing with spiritual direction. Leading people through sacred rites and rituals. You know, still wanting to do weddings for people. Still open to do any of the, you know, baptisms, deaths, uh, not deaths, uh, funerals, all these sacred rituals, all of these sort of passage moments, you know, where the pastor helps guide people through that. I still want to do that. Because for me, pastoring is is not a job. Like it is, but I don't see it as simply a job. When people treat pastoring just like another job, like, oh, I pastored for two years and I did something totally different, had nothing to do with that, not connected at all, but I just did that. I don't get that. For me, like, I don't do the things I do because I have the role of pastor. No, it's appropriate to label what I do pastoring because of the things that I do. Teaching, guiding, listening, caring, being present. Like, Pastor, you don't do what you do because someone told you you're a pastor. No, someone says that person's a pastor because of the substance of their life. That's I approach it in a vocational meaning, out of your real voice, sense. So, how did that's what I'm doing, and that's where I got to right now. It's this last 12 to 18 months. How do I continue to do the things I love, but imagine just as no longer the primary vehicle through which I'm doing it. I'm just doing it everywhere and continue to do it. You know, conversation I had yesterday with someone still doing that. You know, the podcast, I I was on somebody else's podcast earlier today. I'm still doing this, telling stories, teaching, doing these things. It's for me, it's the same substance and flow of the life God created in me. It just is translated differently because of the season of my life. Now, Next question. You talk about change and evolution in our faith and in our lives. After all of the ways you have evolved and expanded, what do you consider yourself now and what is your relationship with or feeling about the church? Well, one, I still consider myself a Christian. I have given my life to the way of Jesus. I have given my life to be a seeker and knower and lover of God. And that is not going to change for me. My pursuit of truth has me on this path, has me in this great tradition, has me on this, in this beautiful river of God that is flowing through everything. And the way of Jesus is the concrete path through that. And I love it. And I cherish these sacred symbols, rites and stories. So I'm, and I still love the church. Like my time away from pastoral ministry, actually, the past 12 to 18 months has helped me see how much I love the church and want to keep on serving it. Like I still want to preach at other people's churches. I still want to be present with other pastors and their communities. And I want to be able to serve them and do spiritual direction for them. I want to be able to be connected with their staff. Like I still want to love and serve and encourage and give my life to the church. And I've told people one day, right? Not anytime soon, but hypothetically, if there, if a few years down the road, there was, you know, a new church plan or pastors, like a A young woman starting a church, a couple, whoever it is, a young man starting a church. And it was a community that I aligned with. And it was a community that I saw as beautiful and a hopeful expression of the future of the faith. And somehow we got connected and there was some sort of role for me to, you know, be a larger support to their role as the lead pastor, whatever they call themselves. And they want me to preach once a month you know, or something like that, and I could play a supportive role for them, I right now think I would love that. Like, I would love to do something like that. It is challenging for those of us who have grown and evolved beyond a lot of concrete churches to find a place you feel aligned with. That is a very, very challenging thing. So if you feel that at all, if you have a hard time finding a church to call home Finding people to connect with where you can be fully safe, affirmed, comfortable with where you're at. For whatever the reasons are, I am with you in the sense of it is challenging to find a church that you can call home when you've grown And evolved beyond a lot of just old ways of doing things, not beyond God, not beyond the living reality of Christ, not beyond the concrete path of Jesus, but beyond the institutions that are oftentimes holding those wild realities captive and trying to take them to the past. I'm with you on that, but I would still love a day to have a role like that. And, you know, I've just connected with so many great people the past 12 to 18 months through podcasts, through traveling, through both my books coming out. Pastors, I love and respect so much. Churches, I think, are beautiful expressions of the faith. Leaders who, you know, were just people I was reading 15 years ago and who have become friends or peers or people I'm connected with. And, you know, specifically one group called the Post-Evangelical Collective, led by Mike Goldsworthy and others. I'm just going to say him because he's the one I know the best. You can look that up, Post-Evangelical Collective. Man, I was in Denver with them last year and I'm like, these are people I want to be connected with and want to create the future with. And so, yes, still, still following the way of Jesus in my own unique way, still giving my life to God and still love the church, want to serve the church. I also just know there's a a big part of what I've experienced to the last 18 months or 12 months and especially the past month or two after this event I went to is and I also want to be connected with, participate in, and create the future with so many other people who I think are creating amazing possibilities for the future. People who aren't Christian, people who aren't in the church, people from other faith traditions, people who are doing so much amazing work in this world. Shout out to Solarize with my with a, an old friend of mine, Spencer Burke, who leads that, where I was in California with them. And you know, I tell people the story. I, I was like my one group of people who I met with at all the plenary sessions for three days. Like it was this event called Solarize. And in my one group of people, it was these two Catholic nuns from Mexico who are now at a convent or a place in Pasadena. It was an Indian woman who has been involved in work for climate change for 30 years. I don't know exactly her faith tradition. Another this other white dude by me who leads, uh, this really cool, like co-creative solutions thing. I don't remember exactly what it was called. And he had this name for what he saw himself, but it was just basically like he believed in the possibility of things. Then there was, I'm trying to think of who else was in the group. Then there's another group where it's like, I'm in a group with this, this Zen monk and these other women harnessing the power of grandmothers in the world. And we're talking, it was, There's so many people outside the church that I think are doing such amazing things. And these are also people I want to continue to build and connect with. So that's the faith, the church. That's a little bit about where I'm at. Um, Here's another question. What is it about spiritual direction for you that makes it feel like such a big part of your next step vocationally? Well, Spiritual direction is one thing I'm really focusing on in the midst of it. There's probably three things I'm really focusing my energy on, and that's one of the big ones. Spiritual direction, right? It's the ancient art of one-on-one guidance of listening and helping people pay attention to the spirit alive and active in their life. So I say it's about the spirit, you, clarity, and the courage to keep growing. And on a concrete level right now, I just announced yesterday that I was doing this, and I'm really grateful. I w- The day of, I was already in the process of booking sessions to do spiritual direction, which is amazing, and I'm, that was, I'm just really happy about that. But for that, I offer traditional one-on-one sessions where I recommend meeting once a month. So it's a session similar to therapy in terms of the setting, but it's different for many reasons that i won't go into now but spiritual direction is about the director or the person you know directing and the directee. And it's how do i help you listen to the voice presence and invitation of god in your life where is god inviting you right now what does growth look like right now what is the clarity we're searching for. Oh wait, maybe it's not clarity you need right now. Maybe it's courage you need because you have the clarity on where the Spirit's inviting you, but now you need to practice the courage to keep going, right? It's this one-on-one me helping others, like I've been doing basically for so long in 10 years of pastoring. I'm helping you pay attention to your life the sacred texts of your heart and how the spirit is alive and active inviting you forward into more joy, peace, and freedom in Christ, in God, in love and grace and all these things. So I offer those traditional one-on-one sessions. And also I'm offering sessions with small groups because I think sometimes we go through our most important changes with maybe two or three other people. We're reading the same things. We're listening to the same things. We're having those great conversations with each other. And I think pockets of those people could benefit so much from having a guide, having a, someone who can give them direction, who's, who's further ahead and who wants to be with them to listen, to discern. So I'm also offering group sessions to people so they have the chance to evolve, grow, and change with friends on a shared journey. Like I think, about, I think back to when I was in grad school, And even before that, in my early mid 20s, where huge paradigm shifts, faith is changing so much, radical reorientation, not a Christian like I used to be reading, rethinking, reexamining. And while that stuff's super exciting and liberating, it's also confusing and challenging and hard and can make you feel lonely or make you feel you're on the edges of the inside of traditions, which doesn't always feel good. And I'm like, man, what a gift it would have been for a few of my closest friends to have someone who's read all those things, been through that journey is 10 to 15 years ahead. Who is there with us? Like, yeah, let's read together. Yeah. Like this, these are quite like, I know that question. I know this. What, what do you sense here? Like that would have been something like that could have just been so huge, especially if it's somebody who I'm like, man, I've read this person's book and I love and respect this person or know what they do and to have them. So I'm like, Oh, that would be cool to, offer to other people would have been so beneficial to me and maybe to my friends at that time cuz spiritual direction my thing is everybody wants more life and more connection and more courage and more joy and more freedom right no matter who you are this is the whole I don't care what you believe thing is everybody essentially wants the same things you want to move beyond the expectations of others and live out of an inner alignment through knowing the presence of God and the sound of your own voice in the midst of white noise in the world around us. Everybody wants that, whether they say it or not, right? You want to transcend old patterns, experience real transformation. You want to know and trust the process of change. You want to taste the presence of God that alone has the power to ground you in who you truly are right? And also, you know, it's not as simple as just wanting it, right? You, like, it's not as simple as just believing these things are true. Sometimes you feel stuck. Other times you feel alone. You know about feeling unsure. You know what it feels like to risk again and again and again. And sometimes you know what it's like to wonder if any of this even matters. This is why spiritual direction is such a helpful thing for people, and as a pastor for almost a decade, an everyday mystic, and a coach for burnt out and traumatized leaders, my entire life has been committed to the awakening and transformation of others. And I still love it. I still love doing it. I still love, like I would say this is a big part of my life is about me helping People make sense of the unfolding of their own story as a part of the unfolding story of God. So that's a bit about why spiritual direction. And I have a couple more questions. Who is this for exactly, right? If I talk about spiritual direction, who is it for? And in something I just posted, I shared this. I wrote, It's for for people who are deconstructing and evolving spiritually. It's for people who desire spiritual guidance, but no longer are part of a church. Let me say something about those. Someone's, you know, the word deconstruction, people are deconstructing their faith. People are evolving and growing spiritually. That is oftentimes connected with desiring spiritual guidance, desiring pastoral guidance, but not feeling like you have a pastor... At all or having one who can really get what you're going through, right? You're a person's reading things their pastors never read, listening to things their pastors never listened to, going places their pastoral leadership they once knew has never gone. So how can somebody lead you to a future that they cannot see for themselves? That's why this, when we talk about, you know, or I talk about doing this pastoral work in the wild, I know there's so many people who are going through such big changes and don't always have safe, you know, affirmative, loving, holding spaces for people who can hear them and see them and help guide them to more life in Christ, right? That is a big thing that I want to become for more and more. I've done that for people... Of course, through the church, of course, in my own life. But now with with spiritual direction and, and me starting my own thing, now I can, you know, do this for people from a distance, right? People who only know me from Instagram, know me from my books, know me from here or whatever it is. So I'm like, what a cool way for me to concretely connect with people one-on-one who have only we've only interacted or you've only listened from a distance. Man, that's such a cool thing to be able to do right now. Right? Who is this for exactly? It's for the people whose faith has outgrown old institutions, but you still desire to follow Jesus and grow in God. Right? It's for people who, the, it's for the people who say, you know, the people who used to lead me, pastors, leaders back in the day, are people I no longer trust for direction. Not because they're horrible people, but because what you see as growth, they see as going off course. What you see as a movement to the future, they see as going astray or some version of that because they're not going where you're going. How can you look to that pastor or leader to help guide you to a place not only that they are not going to, but that they see as dangerous or a place where God is not present or however they would say it? No. For people who are still seeking life in God, wanting to follow Jesus, not sure what you think about any of this but you're still on, it's like you're still on the Christ path, but you don't know if you can remain a Christian. You know what I mean? You still long to go deeply into God and to be liberated by the presence of God. You just don't know what the hell you think about all this right now. And these are the people who need, still need pastors and still need guidance and still need spiritual direction. It's so also for people who are LGBTQ+ plus and have a hard time finding safe and affirming spaces for their spiritual growth. That's a big one. You know, I spent a lot of energy and imagine trying to hold those spaces and become that for people in our church. And for people who have benefited from that, I'm um, that's I'm I'm so grateful for the work that we did, you know, through people know about saying grace, the curated dinners and conversations we would have between Christians with the traditional ethic on sexuality, a conventional one, and then LGBTQ Christians and how we would have these conversations and hold these spaces and think about the possibility of a shared life in the future, you know, and spiritual direction is another way to do that. You know, where does the LGBTQ plus person go for spiritual direction when their church Believes their sexual identity is somehow getting in the way of, or or uh, an obstacle to life with Christ or a future with God. Like, how does that work? It it, it kind of it, there's limits to that, and it doesn't fully work if you want somebody to guide you to the future. So, that's a big thing too. And for people who aren't sure what they believe, for me, God is still just as present to them. For people who aren't sure what they think, God is still just as present and active. And Besides that's for anybody seeking guidance, desiring someone to see them and hear them as they move to the futures for all that. So it's a bit about who this is for. So yeah, as we, as I come to this last question, essentially, it's a cool clarity for, for me to have seen the past 12 to 18 months. Oh, well, basically I just want to keep pasturing people <laughs> like I just want to keep doing everything I'm doing. It's just the vehicle through which I'm doing this is different now. From a local church to, you know, out in the wild with everybody. And it doesn't mean my life has only been with people who are part of my church. No, but you focus so much of your energy there. Most of it does go there. It's just the way it is. And so and I naturally want to be with people everywhere, you know the people for some reason just don't feel comfortable in or feel like they fit or are welcomed by conventional spaces of religion. These are the people I love to be connected with, to serve and to guide and to be a part of their life. And I want to keep doing that. Yeah, let me, I'm going to end there. How do people get in touch if they're interested in actually connecting with you for direction? If even for you or think about people in your life, people you love who could benefit from that kind of spiritual direction, you know, I am really inviting. I just announced yesterday that I'm doing this publicly, you know, right now and vocationally. And I just started announcing this, announcing this and and just started the process of booking sessions. So for you, if you're listening, would love to connect with you about that. Or if you think about people you love, people you know could benefit as well. This is a big part of my next vocational journey is is spiritual direction with people. So best way to get in touch, obviously you can always DM me on Instagram at kevinsweeney1. Email kevin at kevinsweeneynow.com. You can email me for details, rates, processes, how that works. And this is just something I'm really excited about starting and I wanted to let the podcast community know about it. I wanted to invite you to be a part of it as well. So please feel free to reach out. would love to connect. And yes, that is a little bit about what am I doing now? Thank you for listening in. This has been the latest episode of The Church Needs Therapy.